Chilling, chilling, man. You know, same old, same old. My uh, one of my brothers can grab a plate after this, but I ain't got nothing going on. Ah, uh, word, word, word. Chris, how your weekend been, man? How was your trip to uh, to to the garden? Oh, the garden was nice, man. It was they was off the chain in there, uh, but it was By nice. By the way, we're not referring to Madison Square Garden. No, no, TD, TD Guard, TD Guard, TD Guard. I'm going to be at Madison Square, though, probably next season. I'm going to go to Madison Square since I'm so close to it out here on the East Coast. Yeah, the, the garden where you likely be called something that rhymes with bigger and it's not a good thing to be called. Okay. <laughs> That's yeah, yeah, yeah. But he stepped on the loco. We're going to have some, oh, we going to have some discussions about these these situations that came up. You know what I mean? We, we got to get into that. Uh, one time, but before before we uh, talk about the uh, the the show and the holiday, how were y'all weekends? How's how's everything been this last week for y'all? Uh, weekend was cool, man. It's um nice three day weekend. They never they never seem to last too long, but you know you make the best of it. You know, wow. to, you work five days and then the weekend be two hours. It's, it's a <laughs> man, man, my weekend was straight though. I um I was off Friday. And I, I still ain't been to work. I don't go back to work till Tuesday. So I've been, I've been really relaxing, man. I've been chilling. Yeah, man. I had a half day on Friday, and I, I didn't. My mind doesn't conceptualize half days as like, oh, do half the work. So like, I, I scheduled a bunch of interviews just in the half day time frame, which you know, I, I, I regret it. I regret <laughs> it going into the weekend. And like, did a little too much. Did a little too much in that uh, space, but you know. It is what it is. Uh, so, fellas, there's been a lot in this sporting sporting news world, and and we seem to have some differing opinions on a lot of things going on here. I I don't know if everybody is ready for how spicy it's about to get in here. I, I'm not sure, <laughs> but this, folks, we said a long time ago we don't do disagreements uh, for the sake of disagreement on. On facts over acts, but today you you gonna see some grown men po- possibly hit the no nah, pull up pull up to Connecticut because if you really like that pull up it's, it's about to go there man it's, it's about to go there but anywho uh, it's it's great to have y'all here as always and and we gonna get into the show now because we got just a jam packed show for you I mean we've got the uh, playoffs in the NBA which we obviously got to recap we got some folks getting lifetime bans as well as jail time you're going to Prison, as that old white woman said, that's a felony. You're fixing it, <laughs> and uh, we we got some mental health things that we got to talk about as well. That it, these all of these things they got to be discussed. Today is the day to discuss them, so we're just gonna bring that on out. Now, before we get into the show, I gotta introduce my my main guys here: the master, the mixer, master, Josh Gotten in the building. That is I, and the money man, the man to play, Chris Allen in the building. Right here, right here. And then you got a little old MC, that's me, Kenton Gibbs. Thank you all so very much for pulling up a seat for your favorite hour of the week with the Facts Over Acts crew. Now, fellas, we got to start this off with a, just a brief recap of the playoffs as it stands at this moment. Um, so the Bucks are the first team to advance with a 4-0 sweep of the Heat. Uh, the, the 76ers are one game away from sweeping uh, Washington. The Knicks are 
one game away from getting axed by the Hawks. I mean, they're down 3-1 at the moment. Brooklyn leads 3-1 over the Celtics. And then when you go over to the West, uh, Utah is leading 2-1 over Memphis. Clippers and Dallas. Are actually, all of the other three series are tied at 2-2. Yeah. You got the Clippers and Dallas tied at 2-2. Denver and Portland tied at 2-2. And Phoenix and the Lakers all tied at 2-2. So, fellas... Let me we it's it's too easy and predictable to just say, oh well, who's gonna advance and who's not? So we're gonna play a game today, all right? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best jigsaw impression. Do you wanna play a game? No, but seriously, uh we got we're gonna be playing two, one, or none. So I'm gonna name a thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna just name any random thing and you tell me whether there will be two, one, or zero of this thing. And if you want to go outside that, if it's a different number that I'm not mentioning, hey, by all means, feel free to say it. Y'all ready? Ready to go. Yeah. All right. So how many one seeds will be in the NBA finals? Two, one, or none? Zero. Absolutely zero. Um, Philly. <clears throat> Philly has a, a chance of making a finals, but. That is riding on the back of, of Joel Embiid. And although he's been playing his butt off and um he be giving shout outs to D Generation X on Twitter, which I'm a huge fan of, it's still I'm not um I don't see a universe in which Embiid will be able to perform in capacity where I think that the Philly is gonna get past uh Milwaukee or Brooklyn. Okay. And then we go out west, Utah is looking pretty good with Donovan Mitchell coming back, but they still aren't beating the Grizzlies as bad as I think a one seed should be beating a team like Memphis. And although you're looking at other teams in the West are a little shaky, the Clippers are still looking shaky, even though they bounce back. The Lakers don't have AD. It's just a matter of, I don't look at Utah as a team that's going to be able to dominate another team in the West. I think the games are going to be too close. And I think it's a lot of player teams out there with more uh, players that's ready for those big moments that'll be able to sneak by in those in those close games. If you look at a a Denver, if you look at a um, Phoenix, if you look at a Portland, I'm not necessarily confident that Utah could beat any of those teams definitively in a seven game series. All right, all right, Chris, how many how many you want to see if you got in the final man? I don't think any. Um, I don't see Utah beating anybody. Other than the Grizzlies and then the winner between the Dallas and the Clippers, I don't see them really beating either one of those teams. Just off of strict, strict, strictly star power alone, they have a chance to to beat one of those teams. Let's say the Clippers melt down if the Clippers win, you know what I mean? And if Porzingis continues to play the way, I can see them beating them. However, I definitely don't see them beating either Portland or Denver in a seven-game series or Phoenix or the Lakers on the other side in the conference finals. So, I mean, without AD, we'll talk about it later. But just, just no, I don't think any. I don't think any. Y'all, y'all being disrespectful today, man. See, this is what I said when I said, <laughs> y'all, y'all going to get me started early. The, to me, with AD's most recent injury, it is clear the West is up for grabs in a very meaningful yeah. way. Yeah. It is no longer the Lakers and everybody else. I think the Lakers will do enough to beat this up. I think they'll do enough. But with that being said, I don't think that they'll be able to sustain this with AD every time he hit the ground. Literally, every member of Laker Nation, every LeBron fan is literally like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, bro, bro, please get up. 
Oh, so it, that reminds me. Um, <laughs> it reminds me of one of my favorite gifts when uh, Miami was playing Chicago and D Rose went up for a dunk, and the whole Miami bench was like, and D Rose was all right, and it was like, okay, all right, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's literally what it's like every time AD hits the ground at this point, and it's you just you can't you can't count on that. It's just not sustainable uh, at this point in time. So, so to me, the West is up for grabs in a meaningful way. And I'll say this, why not Utah? Why not? The Grizzlies, they're taking care of them right now. Um, the winner of Clippers-Dallas, I think that's going to be a seven-game series. And the Clippers took the first two games off, more or less. I don't think the Clippers are a dominant team or a team that's like young enough to where it doesn't matter to put extra games on your legs right now. Yeah. Like if you're the Clippers, if you're, your star player – is Kawhi King of Low Management Leonard? That you can't <laughs> like that's just, you can't have. Oh yeah, we'll give away two games on uh, for whoopsies and giggles. And then with Denver and Portland, Portland. I mean, let's be honest. Portland is two games away from Terry Stotts being out of there. Mm. Like, I'm sorry, but that's the reality. Denver doesn't have Jamal Murray, even if Phoenix finds a way to beat the Lakers. I do y'all believe in this Phoenix team at all? Like I, I've seen nothing to indicate like, oh, this Phoenix team. There's, there's nothing Utah could do with them. I don't no, believe in this Phoenix team, but I think the stars could align to where we could possibly see them. Um, we could possibly see them in the in the second round if they did go up against Utah some way. I think I have a little more faith in Phoenix than I do. Um, Utah, purely based off if Chris Paul is somewhat healthy, I think he'll be able to lead his team better than Utah will be able to to manage that late into the playoffs. And I say this: Chris Paul is going to get bullied by Mike Conley. Help me. That's just the reality. <laughs> no, eighty uh, percent no, Chris Paul but, is get made to look bad out there. But both teams are well coached. Like the Jazz coach, the Snyder, and Monty Williams, they both were coach of the year candidates. They both will. Both teams are really, really well coached, so that'll be a nice series to see. However, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. If we go in that Utah versus Suns, Devin Booker's the killer in that series. Like Devin Booker's the difference. Yeah. I give Devin Booker a slight nod above Donovan Mitchell, which is close because Donovan Mitchell can kill. We saw what he did last year in the playoffs. But Devin Booker, even though this is his first playoff run, he's not acting like it. He's acting like he's been there before. He's acting like he's he's done this before. Let me show you what I believe will be the difference. The unsung hero of the Suns all year has been DeAndre Ayton. How a number one pick goes unsung, I don't know. But somehow people are like, oh, DeAndre Ayton's just kind of there. Look at his impact against the Lakers. Look at what he's doing. He is more or less carrying this team literally just by standing under the rim and waiting for them to drop it off. Yeah, he he, he making himself make plays. Like he just putting himself in a position where it's like the ball, if the ball come here, I got a bucket. And not really true. Yeah. Now now here's here's my here's my problem with that. If they go up against Utah, Utah has a center that they gave a supermax who averages about 10 a game. He ain't there for offense. Rudy ain't there to be Jokic. Rudy ain't there to 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 do nothing but defend, protect right. the rim. Don't matter defend, what you got rebound, on. and put it back up if it's open. <laughs> exactly. That's all Rudy is there for. So I think that when those two come out as a watch, if you look out at the rest of if you look at the rest of those teams, 
Utah has a better roster that you really can't argue top to bottom. Utah just has a better team, a deeper team, and yeah. a team that has more experience playing together. So to me, I think if the with the with AD being the way he is, he he breaks every bone in his body. Uh, by lunchtime, and his organs all fell on him. By dinner time, <laughs> it, you gonna have a situation where somebody has to come out the West. Why? Why wouldn't it be? Uh, why wouldn't it be the 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 Jazz? Is my question. So we gonna move on now. How many LA teams make it out of the first round? Two, one, or none? One. And which and one? It, the Clippers. Hmm. It's um, it, 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 it's a matter of if AD is healthy, the Lakers are making the finals easily, right? And um, I'm I'm going out on a limb, but I don't see I don't see the Lakers finding a way to make it out because we can see that LeBron isn't one hundred percent. LeBron has these spurts where he's like, all right, let's turn on the switch and let me go ahead and get in the paint get a bucket and he's able to do it with ease even though he's not 100% even though we've seen him make a dagger shot against the Warriors a game winner against the Warriors and a dagger shot against Phoenix I think it was in game two he's been shooting terribly from outside because I don't think his legs are all the way behind him and you know your jump shot comes from your legs so he's been he's been shooting I think he's shooting 29% in the playoffs outside of the paint um and when LeBron goes to those spurts where you say, let's turn it up, LeBron dribbles, penetrates, either gets a bucket or he's able to kick it out. And through these playoffs, through these four games against Phoenix, the only person that's reliable enough when he kicks the ball out to get him a bucket has been AD. AD played bad in that, in that first game, but outside of that, AD has been playing well when LeBron needs some well, backup. I, I agree with you, and, and KCP was reliable as well. He was pretty good in, in game one and then. Right. Gone. So, I mean, Phoenix has been able to stay above water. I'm really impressed by the young guys being able to, even when LeBron puts that pressure on late in the game, the young guys in Phoenix have been sticking to their game plan, and they've been, you know, going back and forth with buckets. And with your, you know, second most reliable option, if AD doesn't come back, is arguably being KCP. I don't think this is a, is a scenario to where we've seen LeBron. One, he's not 100%. Two, this is not a scenario where we've seen him in the Eastern Conference before and he's going up against, you know, he got a bad roster and he's going up against Detroit in the first round or he's going up against Indiana, a young Indiana team. I think Phoenix has the tools to take this game and maybe finish it out in six, seven games if, if AD isn't healthy. Chris, what you thinking, man? How many teams we got coming out of the first round in LA? As simple as this. It's two players in these, both of these, both LA series. If Porzingis decides to decide to join the Mavericks and play basketball with the Mavericks, the the Mavericks are gonna beat the Clippers. Like they're literally a Porzingis good game away from beating them for zip. You realize that, right? Like both games were extremely close. They were up 20 in game three. They were up 20 in the first. In game three, if Porzingis showed up and helped Luca close that out, the Clippers are down 3 0 right now. We're not, we not talking about 2 2. Then game four, I thought Porzingis was going to come out and hoop. The Clippers are down 10 in the first. 
They turn it around and Porzingis doesn't show up. Another, another, I think he, I don't even think he had 10 points game. I know he didn't have 10 points game three. I don't know. I don't remember exactly how many he had game four. But if Porzingis decides to show up, like last year, the talk was if Porzingis plays, the Clippers don't get off the first round. This year, it's like if Porzingis doesn't play, the Clippers might not be in the first round. <laughs> it's like, what is Porzingis doing? And then the the Lakers on the other end, the Lakers is just if Anthony Davis plays, they should win that series. If Anthony does Anthony Davis doesn't play, nah, it's Anthony Davis. Who's next? Schroeder, Drummond. And I like Aiden Chris Paul, 80% Chris Paul, Booker. And Michael Bridges, who doesn't get a lot of credit, they're deep. They got Cam Johnson. They got Dario Saric. They got Cameron Payne, who's been having a fantastic season. They 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 a lot deeper than the Lakers with minus AD and KCP. But I think the Clippers come out the first round though, just off the strip that Dallas let them get away. They play with they fool and they let them get away. Honestly, you had them against the wall. Don't look like pandemic P has been really surging yet, though. So I'm going to go Clippers, even though I never picked the Clippers. But I'm going to go Clippers for once. I'm I don't a, think I, the Lakers do. And I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. Just based on the name that you just said, I can't do it. I can't. I, I can't either, but I, can't I mean, pick the Clippers. I can't pick the Clippers. It's, it's like it's like it. Do you trust P- Pandemic Pete or Porzingis? Like Porzingis is like god awful this series. Like Listen, he's I, he's I'm playing so bad, it's hurting them. I'm not disagreeing with you at all, but I can't. I cannot roll with the Clippers ever. I'm sorry. If the Clippers, <laughs> if the Clippers in the first play, round, if the Clippers were playing the Southeast Directional School for the Deaf and Blind of Mississippi Delta Valley. <laughs> hey, go Mississippi Delta Valley Mud Dogs. Cause uh <laughs> I do not believe in the Clippers at all, man. I don't believe in them at all. And uh Ty Lu, there was a moment where Ty Lu apparently forgot he was the head coach. Cause like everybody's screaming at him to review a play, and he's just standing on the sideline, just kind of looking around. And like the players are screaming at him. One of his assistants comes up to him, starts jerking him, and is like Time out, review the play. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Time out, review the play. That right there showed me all I need to see. Because I thought to myself, you know what? Porzingis really ain't going to show up. They might be able to do it. No. The Ty Lue effect, he, no. Y'all, y'all going to get stepped over by the Mavs like Ty Lue was stepped over by <laughs> Now, when I look at the Lakers, the question becomes, do I believe 36-year-old Brian at 80% is good enough to take these songs. I'm going to tell you this. If I was him, I would, I would, and I know this ain't going to happen, but this is how I would play it. I would rest up game five, let the Suns go ahead and take that one. But then those next two, UNAD and KCP come back, and y'all whoop the wheels off them. Because, like, that's just the reality of what happens if all of them are healthy. But with that being said, LeBron kind of conceded in game four. Like, if there were times in game four where you could tell, like, he was over that game. He was, I mean, I'm here, I guess. I guess I yeah. got to be here, but I'm here so I don't get fined, but I'm really not here. And they still only lost that game by what, nine? Like, that to me is concerning. When the other team's star is checked out of the game for about half of it and you still only pull off a nine point one, 
I'm worried. I'm worried. Yeah. How many teams do I have coming out of L.A. to the second round? I got one, and it ain't the Clippers. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I know that I'm at risk of being wrong here, but I I don't care. I You could not get me to bet money on the Clippers unless my life depended on it. Like if somebody <laughs> said, hey, I got a gun in your mother's head, bet on the Clippers. <sighs> Ma, you lucky I like you because if they would have picked the other pair, I need that $5 too much. Go ahead and blow burn brains out. No, nah, but seriously, uh, that's, that's just the reality there. So we got Everybody agrees that it's going to be one, but everybody does not agree to who. Now, let me ask you this. How many lower seeds do we see win their first-round matchups? At the moment, like I said, everybody in the West is tied at 2-2 except uh, Utah and Memphis. So how many – oh, and the Knicks, which are a five-seed, are looking like they're prime – I'm sorry, the the Hawks, which are a five-seed, are looking to put out the Knicks. How many lower-seeded teams do we see uh, coming out of the first year? We normally expect one or two. How many do we see this year? Um, two. Then we see two. Ooh. The Hawks. The Hawks are going to go ahead and close it out. Um, the Hawks are playing like a well-oiled machine, and even though New York has put forth some valiant efforts, when your best player is playing like he's playing like his rookie year after he broke his leg. Oh, wow. <laughs> and he went out there like he playing with the broken leg. Julius Randle is the most improved player of the year. He had a top five MVP campaign this season. He's playing some of the some some terrible basketball, some of the worst basketball I've seen out, out of a star player on this stage in a very long time. I like he's shaving points out there. So the, the Hawks are going to go ahead and close this out. And Not then uh, shaving. Not pulling the I'm, Paul Cruz <laughs> And I'm actually I'm going to go ahead and go with Portland over Denver. Mm. Because okay. these games have been uh these games have been back and forth they've been competitive but I think at the end of the day it's going to come down to like who can go get me a bucket and I said before even though Jokic is that guy he's more facilitator than a bucket getter and I think it's kind of hard to um facilitate with guys who aren't ready for these moments which is why Julia uh. Jamal Murray was so essential because if the offense wasn't flowing well or people weren't hitting their shots, you can get a ball to Jamal Murray and he can penetrate or he can hit you a jump shot. And you were pretty confident that was going in. And on the other side, you got Damian Lillard, who, um, with the exception of Steph Curry, is probably the best tough shot maker in the NBA. So I think it's just going to come down to playoff basketball and it's going to be tough defense and the shots not falling. I think it's just going to come down to Damian Lillard hitting the shots. Hmm. Okay. Okay, Chris, how many how many lower seeded teams do we got coming out, man? Uh, I got two as well. I got the Hawks and the Blazers as well. Um, I'm gonna go to the Hawks first. The 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 Knicks. When's the last time we seen a team where their best player was Julius Randle caliber and they won a playoff series? When's the last time we've seen it? Um. Well, I mean. Wait a minute. I can only think of one team. I can only think minute. of one team. Wait a minute. Those those Atlanta Hawks, the ones out the East. That's what I was about to that's what I was about to go with. That's what I was about to go with. Didn't uh didn't Chicago make it one year when um D Rose was hurt? They won a series or two. No, Noah was they star player, right? Wasn't wasn't Rose out? No, they didn't win that series. They didn't win that series. They went seven, but they didn't win that series. No. I thought they made it out the first round though. Okay. Ooh. And even when Noah was out, they still had a pretty solid team. Like I think 
I don't think they had their best player was Julius Randle. I would take Joe Kim knowing his prime over Julius Randle now. I mean, that's just me. That's just me. Take. That's a spicy take. I don't know about that one, but I, I, I get it. Yeah, but um, if Julius Randle is your best player, I mean, getting to the playoffs, yeah, that's good. In the East, yeah, that's good. In the West, I don't think that would have cut it, honestly. Um, and the Hawks, the the gap between <laughs> – Nate McMillan's just been doing a phenomenal job. He's really got this team clicking on all cylinders. I mean – and they said that he's a candidate for the job for next year. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but all, all honesty, though, I, I really didn't look at this Hawks team as a team that was really had any potential. Like, I don't know what got into John Collins, but if he was willing to sign in a couple years, we could be talking about this Hawks team being a conference finals contender. Like, because John Collins, Trey Young, they both young. You got a lot of vets around them. It's a lot of veterans on that team. Like, when I saw Lou Will out there yelling at them young guys, telling them what to do, you got Bogdan, you got Gallinari, who's a nice, proven vet. Gallinari showed up games three and games four. Like, Gallinari came through. They ran in threes on the Knicks. The Knicks don't have uh, um, three-point they, – they can't come back with three-point shooting like them. Like, they have a couple shooters at best, but if Reggie Bullock's your best shooter, I don't like that. I don't like that. So I'm going to go Hawks. Now, to go Portland and Denver, I watched game four very closely, man. And honestly, I, I agree with the announcers that was talking. Jokic shot poorly, but he honestly got a lot of great looks. He just looked gassed to me. Jokic just looked gassed. And all year long, he was the only player playing, even through injury, playing every game he could. And he looked gassed. He looked like he needed Jamal Murray. So after that game, it's like, ah, yo, you, uh, this game four, they might get it. They might go seven, but I'm going Portland over it because I think Dame, Dame in that first round is dangerous. I, he still haunt me from what he did to my Rockets, man. Dame is dangerous <laughs> in that first round. So you know what? I guess I got to be the guy to be in that man today, and I'm all right with that. I'm all right. I'm I'm okay with that because today I got all the time. I got all the time. <laughs> Number one, the Knicks are for sure going to make it happen. So that's one. Again, I got Dallas beating the Clippers. That's two. Portland, I think they're going to beat Denver. That's three. And I got the Lakers taking out the Suns. I got I got four. I got four of them, man. I, listen, I know that it this, this seems like it's really far-fetched. But the fact of the matter is simple. Denver does not – they don't have – um, they don't have an identity sans Jamal Murray. They don't have an identity. Every team, if you're talking about going forward, especially in the playoffs, you need an identity. Whether it's, oh, we're a running gun team. Oh, okay, cool. We're a defensive team. We pound the boards like nobody else. We get on in transition like nobody else. Our half-court sets are immaculate. Whatever your thing is, everybody has something. Serious question. What's the biggest thing without Jamal Murray? Uh, Jokic passing out the post. <laughs> Jokic passing out the post. Yeah, they don't have that that screen with Jokic and the Jamal Murray curl. They don't. They don't have that. That worked. That was bread and butter for them and last that, playoffs. And that was their identity. Their identity was those two being a dynamic duo. In that, okay, if we double Jokic, he's gonna 
kick it out, and y'all are gonna have to rotate in the way that's gonna get Jamal Murray getting the ball against one of your subpar defenders who's also coming off a rotation to where Jamal Murray looks at him and he's like, oh, this is fish food. Like, I, I got a two-way goal. I can do whatever I want with. Without that, they have no identity for real. Um, again, the Clippers are the Clippers. I don't care what round it is. I'm always going to bet against the Clippers. That's just – that people say that they're across the hall in Staples. No, they're in the basement in Staples. You understand? Know <laughs> they like that uncle that never moved out. He's just, hey, God. Let me stay here until I get back on my feet. And then he never just moved out of grandma house. That's <laughs> they, they need to move somewhere that I think they would be the, the only team in the space, man. They need to, you know, bring basketball back to Seattle. Clippers, Seattle Clippers. I think that'd be good for you. But anyway. Um, uh, just a quick question about Denver. Um, earlier in the season, Bobo was a, a matchup nightmare for a lot of teams. If you need like some extra boost, I know the playoffs is like the wrong time to test it out, but why aren't we why aren't we seeing Bo get any minutes? I don't know. There's a lot of well, players that I'm looking I, at like that I, 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 I personally don't think Bo would do a service in this uh series because for one, the, the Blazers start Dame, CJ, and Powell. Right. If Bo gets on the island with any of them, he's fish food. For one, so what? Wait until one of those hit the bench, and and Portland got. No, but the thing is, and, and cancer out there. But the thing is, though, CJ Dame always on the court, and if they not on the court, Powell on the court. Bowl is. I don't think y'all realize Dame, CJ, and Powell are such good scorers that if Bowl switches out there, that's guaranteed a bucket. I'd rather go Paul Millsap than Bow in this series just because Paul Millsap can at least defend a little bit better than Bow. And also, Bow experience not there, and Bow hasn't proven himself yet. That's why he's not playing right now. I mean, I mean, you got to get minutes to prove yourself. This dude play like, he's he been on the, the team for four seasons now, three seasons? Nah, this is third. This is third. Third? Okay. They don't give him minutes at all. Never. Him, him man, Montrez Harrell. How what what's going on? Why are they not playing? Yeah, that makes sense. That make defies logic to me. But whatever. Yeah, they like Vogel confusing. He played Keith in Game Three, then Keith didn't really go out there Game Four. Then he played Trez a lot Game Three and Game Two, and now Trez didn't go out there. I, I I was just I don't know what Vogel. I think Vogel trying to figure out what to do with Drummond. Honestly, he know he needs Drummond on the floor, but he trying to figure out who. Who on the floor looks right with Drummond? Because you see, they keep going to where that line where AD's at the five, where they got snipers all around Brian and AD, and yeah. that's the best lineup they have right now. But I oh, feel yeah. like I feel like Vogel knew that AD he need to get Drummond more involved because he knew AD wasn't a hundred percent. So yeah, I'm uh I'm confused by Drummond's play out there. Drummond to give you ten minutes playing absolutely his hardest, and he'd be like, "All right, I did my ten minutes." You know that, <laughs> you know the one dude at your job that got one task he's supposed to do, and he's like, "All right, I did what I was supposed to do today." And he just in the back the rest of the day. That's Drummond. Exactly. You out there asking, bro? We getting crushed out there. Please come help. Whoa, whoa! They told me to prep the breadsticks. Now, the breadsticks? What? now stop asking me to do all this. You talking about drop fries? Is drop fries part of prep breadsticks? All right, then. Yeah, I don't. Drummond, we need 12 rebounds. He look at the box score. I got my 12. We we get to go. And, and, and just to address just to address somebody in the comments, um, I honestly think K- KP KP did have a solid I, I correct myself. KP did have a solid game game four. However, 
On the defensive end, KP's lacking. He's 7'3". He should be defending the paint a lot better than 7'3". The Clippers had uh, Ole to the rim. They, they was wide open to the rim, for one. And then for two, KP rebounding the basketball, it, he should be doing a lot better. The Clippers' big man, Serge Ibaka, didn't even play game four. Zubak averages maybe six rebounds, maybe, on a good day. Why is KP not down the rebound on defense? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why, is, why is KP and Luka not doing pick and pops anymore? What, like They forgot how to do that? That's my problem with KP. It wasn't that KP, KP, KP showed me better in the past. That's why, that's why I think KP is is the difference. Because like KP, show, I got, he, I got go four ahead. coming out, and I, I think the KP is going to be better going forward. I think they're going to get rid of Clippers. I think that Kawhi and Paul George just gave you the best that they're going to give you. Kawhi has already dropped forty what twice in this series. Kawhi is not forty every night. That's not him. That's not who No, he is. and, and I, I do think you would get better play out of Tim Hardaway. Tim Hardaway had an off game. He'd been sizzling from three, so it was it was bound for him to have a couple off nights. He'd been sizzling. I think he'd come back, but I just don't like – I think Porzingis got PTSD from all the injury, leg injuries he had because if he get down low and guard that rim like they need because Maxi, Maxi Kleber was one of the guys that do, did it, but he's he's hobbled. He got a, he got a bum leg. If Porzingis get down there and just stand in the rim where it make it tough for Luke, uh, not Lou Rondo to get in there and dish, it'd be hard for them boys. Like yeah. Porzingis just need to get down there, man. And yeah. and I I don't think Luca's injury is severe. However, I do think it affects the way he plays. Because if you notice, Luca's not the fastest. Don't jump the highest. He real herky. I, I like to call them herky jerky players. But when you when you got problems in your neck, that that kind of limits you a little bit how you herky jerk. You know what I mean? Because certain moves gonna make you uncomfortable. So that that that's the only reason why I'm going Clippers because Porzingis mainly and Luca just I, I I don't know I don't know. Like I said, I don't Kawhi is not a forty point a game guy, and, and he's already in the I want to say he's in the either mid or or high thirties in this series. He we've seen his best basketball. I'm sorry. He can impact the game a lot of ways. He's not going to be better offensively than what we've already seen. And if he go out there and go get a 50-piece, I'll shut up, but I don't think he got that in him. I don't think he got hey, 40, Gibbs, 30, Gibbs, 50 Gibbs. in him. You realize they won game one and two because Luka went literally legend, right? They, oh, absolutely. Like, Luka, Luka, Luka is like... I don't think people realize how good Luka's been playing. Like I know y'all do. I know y'all do, but Luka's literally, literally laughing as he scores on the Clippers. Like, when you get to that point where it's it's just it's just flat-out fun to you, that means you're seeing a game different from anybody else. Like. Exactly. And, that, and <laughs> so I've already told y'all about why I got the, the Clippers losing. For the Lakers, I'm, I'm not betting against Brown. I don't care how old, how decrepit, how injured he is. This is a good Suns team. This is a well-coached Suns team. At the end of the day, he'll figure it out. He'll figure out what needs to happen for them to put yeah, I honestly don't even think Brown is even severely injured anymore. Man. I think that's just how he plays the game now. He played like one of them old wins that, that's always going to get a win. That's what I'm I saying. Mean, I think he, I think that's just how he played now. The only thing that concerned me was how disengaged he looked in game four. But I think it's because he realized with the ebb and flow, how everything was going, all right, AD is hurt. They shooting hot as fish grease from deep. We're going to go ahead and take this L. But coming back, we got two more to win that I think he's going to go out there and get. So now, last one for two, one, or done. How many playoff coaches are unemployed next year? Two, one, or none? Um, 
I'm going to go. I'm going to go one. And it's, and it's not Stotts. It's going to be Nate Big Millen. Stop it. He might Stop not. Be, he, he might have a job somewhere else. Not Stop. guaranteed, but I don't know. I don't know if he's the Hawks coach. And we've seen nah, this before. No, nah. we've twenty nine and twelve, dude. I'm we've telling you, actually, the they just want thirty I, and twelve. Thirty I and twelve. I'm telling you, the Hawks would riot. They not just the fans. We've seen this the before. players. The players would look at the GM and be done. <laughs> we've seen here. this before. Get me out of here, McMillan. McMillan is arguably the best coach in the NBA. I don't disagree. But I, I think disagree. I think that they're going to find some guy that's part of their little inside circle, some guy that's part of their boys club, and they're going to take what McMillan did and say, hey, take that and build upon it with this team, and they're not going to be able to. And I think McMillan could um, most likely find a job somewhere else. I'll but the fact what, th- if, if I'm the Kings – if I'm the Kings and, and McMillan is available, hey, Luke, Luke, pack your bag, pack all your stuff. <laughs> Call Tyrone and tell him meet you at the airport. I, There's no chance no. Nate McMillan is not the host coach. There's no, no chance. chance. No chance he's not the coach. I say it's, I say it's a chance. Bro, they were the 10th seed. You realize that, right? They were the 10th seed. Yeah. Not only did he bump them to five, they're going to win a series, at least one. At least one. They're probably gonna get whooped on by the. By the they game. went from the ten C. They went from the ten C. To being a second round playoff team. Yeah. In a matter of I'm in a matter of a month and a half, bro. Like I'm that mean that mean you you realize that mean Nate had to come in and work quick. Like it wasn't the off season yeah. where he had time to develop. Like he showed turned him his around team. immediately. Immediately, they went eight zero to start out, and you said yeah. he not gonna have a job. I think it's a possibility. Wow. It's not out of the realm of possibility. Wow. I'm, I'm going to tell you, Dr. The, the fact that to do his thing and, and see a million possibilities. <laughs> uh, the fact that reports came out and said that this job is not guaranteed for next season and, he, that, and that he's a candidate for the job, that's writing on the wall. Actually, actually, I'm going to tell you what. You're not wrong. Because that, that report came out, that report came out like right when the playoffs started. But I... But here's here's the only reason I say that there's no way now. Had they gotten like, had they lost this series close, I think it would have been like a 75, 25, 75, they keeping them, 25, they go with somebody else. They're going to win this series. And not only are they going to win it, they look dominant this series. Even the games that they lost, they were up 15, 17 at some point during those games. I mean, during that game. So, yeah. It's tough for me to like. There, and, and in the in the next round, I don't think I don't think that Philly is just going to run away with the series. I think Philly is probably going to end up winning in five, but I think it's going to be close games. It's just a matter of everybody on Philly is like seven foot three, so like and, that's going to create I'm, matchup I'm problems. You, this, the the big thing is Ben Simmons is going to put Trey Young in the torture chamber, and that's like, oh well, there goes their offense. That's that's pretty much it. But I. If if Nate McMillan don't have that job, I think Trey Young still get twenty four and seven in that. Oh series. yeah, he's gonna get twenty four and seven, but it's gonna yeah. be an inefficient twenty four with like four turnovers though. Like he's he's yeah, Ben, ben gonna make it tough for him. Ben gonna, gonna make, make it, make tough it real tough, and that he's their offense. If, if the Knicks are making it so that Trey Young scoring 
it's like it's like riding a Peloton bike on like ten resistance. Like, oh, this is easy. This is, nice. <laughs> this is cool. Like, and, and, and it's just gonna create issues because like like Chris, you wouldn't know you play you play next gen 2K. You know when you and your homies make positions because you like I wanna play basketball and then you hit the wreck and everybody in the wreck is six nine power fours with ball handling. Yeah. That's that's Philly. And you're gonna be like, I don't feel like I don't feel like dealing with this today, man. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 gonna be I I'll tell you what, I'm I'm gonna piggyback off you and I think it's gonna be one, and I think it's gonna be the guy that you said it's not gonna be. Stotts is out of there. Stotts is out of there. Cause I don't think they go past the second round. I think that they, they beat the Nuggets, but it's gonna be hard fought and they don't make it past whoever is next. Because they on the side with the uh, Lakers and Lakers and uh, Phoenix, I don't think that they have the horses in the stable to beat whoever is next. Because they don't have a single big that can consistently perform. Yeah. Uh, Nurkic is is good when he wants to be. When he wants to be, he doesn't want to be all the time. That's just the fact. He just doesn't play like that all the time. If he played this top potential, I would have the I would potentially have Portland coming out the West this year yeah. with everything that's going on with the Lakers and, and AD breaking something every time he hits the ground while still insisting on hitting the ground unnecessarily about ten times a game. That's what's going on. If they make it out the first round, Stott should have a job next season. I mean, listen, I I could understand it from both sides because Stotts has had so much time. It's not like this is like Stotts' third or fourth year. How many years he built that team? I mean, like, but who? I mean, listen, if you can't figure it out with Dane and, and CJ to go nowhere, I get it. You ran into the buzzsaw that was the Warriors during their, like, the, that's the best that the Warriors will ever be. We'll never see a Warriors team better than what we saw, sure. But you still have had years upon years upon years who Dame is not going to be in his prime forever. He only has so much time left before, like, all right, now. This ain't the I mean, I mean, yeah, but it's not like they've given Stotts the personnel to win anything besides what they've won. Well, I, okay. I, I can get that argument. Chris, how many how many coaches are going to be looking right. for a job next year, man? While y'all was debating, while y'all was debating, I was thinking of all the coaches on the hot seat, so I'm going to list my hot seat coaches. You got Scott Brooks in Washington. I, I don't I don't think he's on the hot seat yet, but he's possible somebody that can get fired if they decide to rebuild. I think he's somebody that can get fired. Um, but for the Bucks, depending on how they play the Nets next round, because we all know they're going to see the Nets. Depending on how they play the Nets next round, Bud might be out of there. Then you got Stotts for the Blazers, and I, I got a lot to say about that one. And then on top of that, you got um, – damn, I just had it. Oh, the, the uh, Clippers coach, Talu. He on a, he was already on thin ice because the Clippers – Ballmer is in a win-now mode, and whatever – he not giving up Kawhi or PG. And if PG ends up – Kawhi ends up walking, he might that might save Talu a job. But if the Clippers lose this first round, they're firing everybody. That's not named Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. Like, everybody's firing. I think I think Jerry, Jerry, that's Jerry West over there. If they lose, Jerry West tearing all of that apart. Yes, every everybody's out of everybody's out of there in LA. Um, if that, but I say Scott Brooks because I think honestly the Russell Westbrook's aging. I think they would they gonna ask West, hey, do you want to go contend for titles or you want to play in Washington? Even though I think Russ mm-hmm. love playing with Brad Bill, it's like. 
Russ, you're going to need a title, man. To submit your legacy, triple-double, man, you need a title. So I, I, I personally don't think Scott Brooks is that secure in that position where, like, he, he should be the coach. I mean, he's been in the media a lot saying the right things, but personally, I don't think Scott Brooks is all that as a coach. You know what I mean? Like, you can go – you can rebuild that Wizards team with the young pieces you have with Neto and Rui and Thomas Bryant when he comes back from the ACL injury, and you can go get you a young coach like Steven Silas or somebody and, and start building a, building a new team over there in Washington. You get rid of Brad and, and Westbrook. My next coach, Bud. The Bucks honestly have the advantage over the Nets because yeah. of two reasons. Brooke Lopez has showed up, for one. They got over their fear of the heat, for two. Drew Holiday is a problem. He's arrived. Chris Middleton has arrived. Giannis, let me let me put this up. Giannis didn't even have his best series ever against the Heat, and they swept him. Y'all realize that, right? Like, Giannis didn't even have his best series ever, and they swept him. So, but, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bucks were the favorite for game one of that series. I wouldn't be surprised, especially with how inconsistent the Nets been. Kyrie shot horrible game three. The uh, game Taylor went nuclear. He came back and dropped another 40-piece well, last we, night. We know what that was due to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but we, we know we know he dropped 40 last night. Kyrie's going to be there regardless, but they don't have any defenders, man. Like, Blake Griffin played 37 minutes yesterday, two points, two rebounds, and I think two assists. Two, two, two again. You know what I'm saying? DeAndre Jordan isn't even in the rotation anymore. Yeah. DeAndre you get what I'm saying? Out there stinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cla- Cla- Claxton plays. And he plays hard. But Claxton ain't doing nothing with them Bucks. He's not doing nothing against them. But you're not stopping Giannis like that. Mind you, Giannis just gave the Bucks 50. Dang near 50 both times they've seen him in the regular season. Yeah. From a basketball perspective, the Bucs should honestly win this series easily from an X's and O's perspective. But like it, I said like before, I said, it's kind of hard to counter the team that got Kyrie Hart. Yeah, yeah. Not, not, just off the strictly star part, if I had to put my money down, I'm going to go Nets because, I mean, you got Hart and KD Kyrie. So that, that's, a smart, that's a safe bet. All buckets. Right, right. Listen, I hear you. I hear you knocking. I hear you. I really do. But you mean to tell me if Bud loses to that trio, the, the yeah, Milwaukee yeah, Bucks, yes. of all people, Espe- are going to be Listen, like, listen. We got yeah, yeah. If they lose, If they lose in four or five, Bud's been there so long, you just paid all your money oh, well, in the well, stable. Now, if they lose in four or five, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. That, 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 that's what I'm saying. I, I just said, I started off saying that it depends on how they lose to the Nets. Depend on how they lose. Okay. All right. If, if they lose in four or five, Bud needs to pack his back. Now, if he lose a tough seven-game series, then I might keep Bud and see how he is until All-Star break. If he's not doing nothing All-Star break, I'm getting rid of him. Because Bud's been there for a long time. You done paid Drew Holiday. You done paid Middleton. You done paid, paid Giannis. You done paid Brooke Lopez. You done got him some young guys. You brought in Forbes. You got some young talent on that team. It's nothing more the Bucks need. They just need to go win. Now, stocks. Now, the one I really stocks for the Blazers. I really think his job depends on Dame, honestly. Honestly. Because if Dame has any say-so in that front office, CJ not going nowhere. And the only thing with that roster, with the money they got tied up in those players that they can change, is either A, they trade CJ, 
B, they trade Nurkic and Powell and the rest of the pieces off the bench and go get another star. Or 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 C, they fire Stotts. And if Dame has anything to say, I think he likes his team, and I think Dame likes he likes being being in Portland. So to keep Dame happy, the only other thing they can do is fire the coach. So I think he'd just be. I don't think Dame is going to break up that team because they, they they play good together when they're all healthy. Right. And I don't think that he's going to let them trade CJ. And if they trade CJ, I wouldn't be surprised if Dame asked for a trade because him and CJ are almost like brothers out there. Like They've been playing together since CJ got in the league. He didn't watch CJ develop. He didn't develop. So if, I, if I, I don't him, see no other way. If I was him, CJ would have been gone when he had KD on his podcast. And KD was like, you know y'all not winning championship. Come on. And like laughed at him. <laughs> and like CJ was just like, oh, anything can happen, bro. If I was Dave, that day I would have got on the phone to DM. Hey, get him out of here, bro. Get him out of here. I, I do not want that man on my team. I do not want nobody like that going into war with me, dog. This this is I, about to be uh next season CJ's what, 10th season? I think it's his knife. No. Listen, I'm the type of guy, if you if you supposed to be my second in command. And you you want to have somebody on your podcast that's like our mortal enemy? Whatever, yeah. uh, I get it. This ain't like some gang stuff. This basketball, I understand. But once he said, "Hey, y'all don't got no shot, bro," and like <laughs> like he like was laughing at you. If you ain't still, bro, at that point, I don't know about you. I don't know about you as a guy. I don't know about you as a man that I want as my second in command. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. No, no, no. What I will say about the Blazers, though, like now, for example, now I'm just throwing this out there. If a coach like, let's say, Brad Stevens is available, I think Stotts out there for sure. I think Portland, being a small market team, I think they go grab Brad Stevens in a heartbeat. Because if you look at the work Brad Stevens does with like those lower tier players, it, it, it that that's exactly but, what Portland needs. But the reports are that Brad Stevens might be headed back to college. Reports are he might yes. be headed back to college if he get up out of the, the if he get up out of Boston. I, I don't think Boston get rid of him yet. I don't think Boston get rid of him, especially the way he's have y'all Tatum Tatum is a fantastic player to watch. Like I watched that game even in that blowout yesterday at the T D Garden and it was still just fun to see how, how good Tatum has gotten. Like Tatum is Tatum and Luca, that's the next generation right there. That's our Melo Wade and Bron. Yeah, regardless <laughs> of his of his uh second in command or his uh, supporting cast, I think Tatum has officially hit that status to where regardless of who he has in a playoff series, he getting you at least one game. Right. Tatum yeah. has officially hit that he, status. He, he, he give, this, this team that they got right now is better than, but with all the injuries, this team is similar to those Pelican teams with AD. It's very similar to that Pelican, mm-hmm. those Pelican teams with AD. Yeah. So, all right. So, so the next thing that we got to talk about, I, I'm sure this is going to be fairly short. Um, we got some lifetime bans getting handed out like Oprah was handing out new cars. Uh, <laughs> so a fan, a Knicks fan spit on Trey Young. Um, yeah. A 76ers fan threw popcorn on Russ. Uh, excuse me. And uh, a Celtics fan threw a bottle at Kyrie. After I promise y'all, it wasn't me. I promise y'all, it wasn't me. <laughs> oh, we know, we know the young man who did that. His name is Cole Buckley. Cole Buckley of Braintree, Massachusetts. Uh, so we know one too, Chris. For now, I mean, pay my tax, pay your salary, pal. Do you know who I am? Cole Buckley. My dad name rings yeah. bells around Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> he, he for sure that. But 
we we had that situation going on. And what's going? What what is up with these fans, man? I don't think we've ever seen this many fan altercations in one playoff, and none of them, including Utah fans. That is amazing. I, I think I think it's just a mix of a few things. I think it's a mix of like the whole weird uh, race thing that's been going on with this country. Uh, that's been hyper escalated over the course of like the past two years mixed with the fact that um fans haven't really been in arenas in this capacity especially in nba game like nba is the one thing where people have this much access to the players right right and 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 baseball it's not a lot of stars in baseball. You have your stars every one, every now and again in baseball, but also a lot of baseball fans stick to like the unwritten rules and stuff like that. A lot of the un- altercations you see in baseball are between fans of opposing teams, like in the stands. The only right. times they really interact with the players is if you know it's something on a foul line and somebody go and catch it. But, but baseball fans are, I don't want to say they have a little more. Uh, I feel like it's a lot of more respect between baseball fans and their players. And then football, that's because, it, and also it's a dugout as well versus having the players out there on the bench. You right. Know what I mean? And then in football, the players are so far away from the stands, oh, yeah. the sidelines yeah. and everything. So they, they don't even get to interact. But basketball is the one sport where like it's weird because people pay money to go see these games and they pay for jerseys and they go see these players. But at the same time, it's the one sport where they're like, yeah, the, these people are like beneath me, even though I'm going to go like watch them play. Like it's, it's a weird, it's a weird balance with NBA players and like their fans. And at the same time, the players are right there. And it's so much star power. Like when it comes to just star power in general, basketball is a sport that's most because you see these people's faces all the time. They get the most TV time. No lead sport that gets more TV time is football, but football is kind of hard to establish stars because football they have more helmets. Teams. Yeah, football yeah. teams, not players. Right. NBA, Ex- exactly. Player. They sell players. So I think it, it's just it's just a weird interaction with people not having respect and people being thirsty to get back in these arenas and then this is the first time we've seen this many fans in the arena in the NBA in the past two years. For sure. For sure. Chris, what you thinking, man? What, what's going on? What's going on with your boy Cole, man? I heard you and him used to hit the bar all the time up there, man. What's, what's, no, what's no, I don't know that, man. He was sitting He was sitting with the rich folks, so my poor self was in the back in the nosebleed, so I, I don't know him. But anyway, um... I think it's a combination of things, too. Um, one being they was gone for a year or it seems like forever. And they just so excited to be back. They just acted nuts. Like even at the end of the game, when I was at TD Garden, they were out there dancing in the rain, sliding around in puddles like fans have really lost their <laughs> mind right now. Like, just really lost. Yes, they were really out there breakdancing and sliding in puddles. on the phone? It's for you. Sliding around in puddles? <laughs> no. They were, they were literally, literally just having a, the best time they could. And I honestly think that the uh, guy said the race has something to do with it. But for some reason, for some reason, um, people act like, Fans haven't always done this. It's just been in the spotlight a lot more now. Like, you always see somebody throwing something towards a fan. It might not just necessarily hit them. It's, it's, it's in the spotlight a lot more now. Because if we go back, look at the, ball- the, the battle in the palace. Right. 
Like this been this been going on for years, and we just they, the league is just now cracking down on it. Just and, now cracking down. And, and the, I'll say this: fans, short for fanatic. Shout out to uh, Ziff Nation and everybody who was at movie night last night. Oh, fanatic was just a god awful movie with a god awful. <laughs> but I way, said that though. I told by y'all. Way, by the way, fanatic fanatic made three k in the box office total, right? So like Fnatic made less on box office than Ziff has probably made doing Twitch. So that's uh, <laughs> that's interesting as well. But now moving on from this, um, the the fact of the matter is is very simple here for me. Fan is already short for Fnatic. These people are already like there. There's something to say that like you might not you might be a little unhinged if like your team winning or losing upsets you to a point where like you feel the need to throw things at people and, and whatnot and, and spitting on folks. And, you know, Kevin Garnett said, but he stepped on Lucky. You can't you can't step on Lucky. We're not going to talk about him stepping on Lucky. Kevin Man. Garnett, shut up, dog. Shut up. <laughs> Don't like care. Don't like, oh, he stepped on the part of the floor that everybody steps on. Yikes. Oh, he did it intentionally to show disrespect. Nobody cares, bro. Nobody cares. I mean, I mean, I mean, in, in Kevin's defense, the world did go crazy with Juju's TikTok dancing on everybody logo. So I mean, it is a sign of disrespect sure. when you do it intentionally. Everybody, everybody went crazy, right? <laughs> now what fans were throwing yeah. things at Juju? Well, a different sport, different sport, but he did get a lot why? of criticism you know on why? social media. In football, in football, if somebody disrespecting your your logo or whatever. Guess what? You put on those heavy shoulder pads. Go tighten them up. Go see right. about it. Go see about it. And guess yeah, what? Yeah, Juju. Them Bengals games. Juju did oh, that, take some hits. That Bengals game, they lit his behind up with his crazy tail self. We should have known not to do that. But now with Kyrie, we've seen basketball players do it before. Draymond do it every time he get a chance. Draymond be looking at people coming to the rim. Wait, so I'm I'm a hoe now? Oh, what? Okay, <laughs> I got a finger going in your eye, buddy. Like that's just. If you really that disrespected by a Celtics, Robert Williams, go ahead. You know when he coming to the rim, handle your business. If if Lucky is that important, y'all fans, it's not your job. It's not your job. I'm sorry, you don't get paid millions to do that. You know what you do? You get paid to do whatever you do. Okay, you get paid to do accounting. I don't know. You know what? It's crazy. That's always like the first job that people say other other folks have. Well, like, oh, you. He's, you're an accountant. Nobody comes to your job. Until, but anyway, long story <laughs> short here, it, it's not your job, buddy. Whatever you do, do that. Don't, don't. And also, he done, He got arrested. The other two, I believe, were just banned from the, their respective stadiums for life, but he got arrested. Look at you. Stupid. You wanted to play a stupid game, now you don't want a stupid prize. And now, when we talk about playing a, a, a stupid game or winning a stupid prize, Naomi is not playing no more. She has withdrawn from the French Open after uh, she made headlines with her refusal to uh, speak to the media because of her mental health. And after she decided to not speak to the media during the French Open, uh, she was warned. She was fined fifteen thousand dollars, and she was warned that if she continued, the fines would get more severe, and uh, she would be disqualified. So she just withdrew from the tournament. Now, fellas, is she right? And and this is also a spark. Let me, before I give this to y'all, this is also a spark conversation about whether or not the media is needed at all, whether or not they're too intrusive, or what's happening along those lines. So, 
fellas, I'm going to toss to y'all. What, what's going on here? Do you think that this is a situation where, you know, Naomi is, is overblowing it? Or is she like, hey, this is, she has every right? And, and even beyond that, is this a situation where, you know what, players may be right in saying that the media has too much access and they're doing too much? What, what are y'all thinking? Chris, I'm going to start with you on this. Uh, I mean, it's a tough decision because, I mean, how do how do explain this to me, guys? How do tennis contracts work? Like, well, I know it's an individual sport, but yeah, so they don't they don't even have like contracts per se. Like, oh, there's an owner that pays you like team sports. They literally get paid by like where they finish, where they qualify all that in tournaments. Yeah. So like they more so have okay. a contract okay. with the tournament than with uh you know with a team as as in uh, most major team sports. Okay, okay. Well, that being said. I mean, she kind of. I mean, if she chooses not to do something, why? Why does it matter? Like, she putting her first. Her performance pays her bills. You get what I'm saying? So, that's why I asked the question. Like, right. if her performance, if her, if her performance pays her bills and her mental health affects her performance, why would she do something to take food out her own mouth? You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That that that's my whole take on it. Honestly, like, why would you do something to diminish? yourself from playing playing your best absolutely that's absolutely a very valid point there's i cannot disagree with you at all there josh what you thinking man is this is this somewhere you like she she's right or is she wrong and is she is she right but they she, need to stop taking it so far with the no need for the media what what, what do you think she, she's definitely right it's um Definitely a thing of the media having having too much access. We've kind of hit the we've kind of hit the the point in sports where players are able kind kind of interact it now, but the media has basically carried the narrative on a lot of sports for a very long time. And as you know, if the media wants the perception of you to be this or the perception of players to be this or the perception of individuals to be this, then that's pretty much what it is. So we're finally hitting the point where um, players are speaking up and I think we're going to hit a point soon where they won't be fine. I think in a sport like tennis, that's a little more um, conservative as far as the rules go or a little more traditional. That might take a little, little longer time, but we need to hit the point in sports where media should be an added bonus especially when it comes from media members who um, aren't a part of the sport. I think a lot of players have um, have a better understanding when you look in. Now that we're getting the, you know, the space of podcasts and stuff, you got more football players interviewing football players and basketball players interviewing basketball players, so they understand a little bit more. But I think we need to start hitting the point where the media having access to these people at any time or things being like, hey, you need to do this interview. I think we need to get into the point where media is more of a privilege as opposed to something that's mandatory for these players. You know, Naomi Osaka talked about her mental health and said that she gets very strong waves of anxiety. Understandable. Completely understandable. Um, Her saying that, like, you know, I I can't, I physically cannot do this uh, because of the waves of anxiety and all. We, we, what we know about anxiety, it affects different folks who, who have it differently, but there are physical effects of anxiety, you know, the, the chest tightening, the hard, the hard time breathing, all that. Everybody doesn't get that, but it, it is a thing that can happen. 
with that being said, I understand. With her, it makes sense. Trust me. As a guy who works in HR when I'm not doing sports journalism, I can tell you, every job in America has a mandate to make reasonable accommodations for employees. If you can do the job for the most part with reasonable accommodations, you have to, we have to make the accommodation for you. Now, granted, these opens are in all different countries, France, Australia, all that. We get it. We get it. But with that being said, she has every right. She has every right. If her mental well-being ain't well, I'm not calling this over. Go home. Go do your thing. Focus on yourself. Sure. But people are taking this too far with the like, oh, is there a need for media? We did. Let me explain it to you like this. Where do y'all think this money is coming from? Right. Like where? And, and it's it's prime example. KD saying that I wish I could just go hoop where there's no media. Again, you can do that. That's an option. You can walk away from the NBA and you never have to come back. Nobody of your caliber has ever done it. Why? Because y'all like the fame. Y'all like the money. Y'all like the adoration <laughs> that comes with it. Guess what? Things that come with that intense of a high, things that come with that intense of perks, it has to come with a downside. That's just the reality of it. And not only is it is it messed up to say, oh, we don't need media anymore for the media members and for their livelihood, whatever. The media can go figure out something else to do. Sure. We're going to pretend like every member of the media, you just go find another job. Okay. But what about the other players? KD, you have a signature shoe. If their revenue was cut by the billions of dollars you would lose, if Turner Sports, if uh, ESPN, if all the companies that pay in to you all – if Tassat no longer paid, if if all the companies, Kia was no longer trying to sponsor, sure, you'll be okay. Absolutely. Okay. But now, what does the Landry Shaman do? Like, the, the, at the time, there was a time where media was not as prominent, where media did not have the same access and all that. Sure. But guess what players went and did after the games? They went to go be a teacher. They went to go be an electrician. They went to go be a, 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 a nurse. That's what players did. KD, you ready to do some plumbing, big dog? <laughs> I can give you a Phillips and you're going to go hand with it. You got skinny arms. You can get in the spaces. I can't. You, that's what you're going to do. You're going to be maintenance. Like, come on, bro. Be realistic with yourself. And not just him, but like anybody who said, oh, the, the media has gotten out of hand. I'm, again, the money is... And I'm not saying that, oh, if somebody pays you money, you have to do anything they say. But realistically, everybody is saying, oh, I don't want to do, I don't want to do media, I don't want to do media, I don't want to do media. Naomi has a legitimate health reason. Sure. A lot of y'all just don't want to do it because you don't want to do it. Guess what? It's part of your job, dude. Chris, do you like everything about your job? Do you enjoy every facet of your job? Like every single part of your life. I love this. This makes me excited. I, I love a lot of it, but it's still a lot of stuff I can't stand. Anybody here who is not a part of Zip Nation, I don't even got to ask Josh whether or not he likes everything about his job. He hates the majority. I of don't it. even think I like any facet of my job. <laughs> I, I, let, me just, let me just put Josh on, on, the, on the spotlight for a minute. You know somebody hate their job when they at work. They they take they send a video send it to the chat talk about how much they hate their job <laughs> followed by fo- fo- followed by level. listen followed by another video 
with their names on it of the people he hate at his job. Not, not only do I not like it, I sent you an empirical data. I sent you numbers to back up why I don't like it. But that, but that's that's my point. Like at the end of the day, nobody likes every facet of their job, and that's okay. That's okay. But you still gotta do it. You still gotta be a big kid and go do it. At my job, I have to turn that. I'm, I'm, I do HR and recruiting and hiring and all that good stuff. I don't do any of the disciplinary action at my job, right? But there are times where I have to turn away candidates because there's an error in the system that I can't fix. Like I'm, like, I'm like, hey, why isn't this person eligible for? And they're like, oh, well, you just we kind of the system just says they're not, so they're not. And I just gotta live with that. The jobs that I'm hiring for don't pay excellent, amazing, life-changing money as far as like, oh, you'll never have to work again if you just work here for 10 years. No. But it pays good enough money for people to feed themselves, take care of their kids, take care of their basic necessities for what they got to do. So to me, I I don't understand this push for, oh, we could just not have a meeting, not have a meeting, not have a meeting. How do you think Patrick Mahomes got that half a billion dollar contract? Who do you think? You think y'all are selling that many tickets? You think you're selling that much merch? I can right. guarantee you, you're not, big dog. In the words of future Hendrix, stop thinking you're as important as you are because you're not. You're just not. And that's the reality. I mean, a lot of people got the media to think. We've seen, you know, players, especially in basketball, because of the exposure of just, like, the way basketball is. We've seen players who are, like, perennial all-stars or, like, low-level all-star players have media campaigns that has lasted for, for decades. Like Larry Johnson was a very good player, but he wasn't like a mega star. But the whole grandma campaign, basketball fans are gonna remember that for the next 40, 50 years. Exactly. And again, this is not this is not to say that anybody should control anybody else for a certain amount of money. But if you are working a job, you have to do all facets of it. Okay? You have to do all facets. If interviewing is a facet of your job, now don't get me wrong. Are there members of the media who are bad? Absolutely. Are there members of the media who ask overly intrusive questions? Are there members of the media who ask things? Let me tell you something. Every time I think of Jason Whitlock, I cringe. Every single time. <laughs> I listen, that man listen. Asked Kobe at the All Star game. So you saying that it was great to be here? Does that mean that you like current, hate your current team and you are just excited to play with young guys and you really want to get away from the old guys on your team? Horrible. That's horrible. Hey, listen. You do do what Kobe did. Wow. What a reach. And keep it pushing. That's it. And and, and even even us as uh, as fans, like some of us, we're pretty terrible in the media. Like, honestly, just some of the stuff y'all say on Twitter is like, come on. You ain't have to do all that. I mean, so y'all making it seem like the players is crazy, but if y'all check y'all, some of y'all. Not, not of course, not our listeners, but some some people on social media say some pretty crazy things to players. Like after a while, it's like I don't feel like dealing with that. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's like, and, that, and I, I absolutely understand if you want to go to your media time and they, if somebody asks you a question that you've already asked, been asked and answered twelve different ways. If you're a college athlete and somebody asks you, "Is your name going in the transfer portal for the twenty fourth time this week?" You don't have to, you know, go into an in-depth answer and, and tell your whole life story. No. But understand, it's part of the job to answer. Hey, so you had another rough night. How's it? It's part of the job. It's part of the job. You know why you don't get paid like Ken in HR? 
because Kenan HR doesn't have to answer questions about, hey, bro, your hiring number's been kind of rough lately. Uh, is there <laughs> anything that you can do about it? I don't I don't got to have a towel on my neck at 5 p.m. Yeah, uh, the candidates just didn't want the jobs. Uh, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's up with the requirements, but the, it, it's it's part of the reason, okay? So tough out there with the candidates. You know, you just got to you gotta stay aggressive, um, you know, bring in different... <laughs> <laughs> show me what show me what interview in the history of sports where they didn't say we just got to stay aggressive and I give a thousand dollars. You know, I just I, I I came out good early, got two candidates before noon, but after that, I was just I was struggling to get shots <laughs> up out there. I was, I was really struggling to get candidates in, man. It, it was a tough time. But anywho, we know y'all tired of us talking about hiring and, and firing and, and what's part of the job and whatnot. But never mistake, mental health is important to facts over acts, and again. If you got something mental health wise going on, there are tons of help lines for you. And if you need to take time off work, um, I, we're not gonna cuss here, but f them jobs. So uh, <laughs> please, y'all, be safe this weekend. Enjoy yourself. We know y'all tired of us talking about the NBA playoffs and, and fans throwing bottles and whatnot. But peace and love, y'all. Come on back next week and the week after that, and the week after that, and the week after that. You had enough.